0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Yellow Home. With Anna Schofield And Big House. Music's greatest songs. Greatest songs. Worth covering. Original classic hitmakers. And these guys are proper original classics they are those legends of an era that none of us were really part of i mean i don't know how old you are while you're driving along in the car i'm making huge assumptions but if i said that this band an english rock band which again i didn't know when i started they're so huge in america that when i started researching this over the last couple of days um i expected an american story and that's not what i got and that was really interesting 1969 was the year um roger Hodgson, because it's not like I, I know the names or that the names are massively big, but Roger Hodgson and Rick Davis, was on vocals and keyboards, they are the guys who are kind of... Um, known for being the two founders writing most of the songs and distinguished for blending the progressive rock and the pop styles together. They're massive fans of the clarinet, and you will hear a clarinet solo in this. And it's a beaut as well. It's really, really good. I know of this music through my parents. It's one of those, again. It was played in the house, um, and I was aware of it. There's there's lots of things, like American Pie, Don McLean, Mm. and... um, um, and all that kind of stuff you know there was stones was being played there was old Beatles stuff even my dad played Elvis if you know what I mean like there was a lot of music it was an actors and musicians environment anyway but there was a lot of this kind of music Supertramp was in the middle of it mm. There was a lot of Pink Floyd when I was young Supertramp aren't Pink Floyd but you can hear the 70s vibe to the whole thing and they're a big band there's lots going on and when you hear the clarinet solo in this song you're going to understand um, really really interesting because um, as of 2007 Supertramp album sales exceeded 60 million and most of those were bought on vinyl Uh, 60 million is a lot and they've got all kinds of diamond certifications Mm. and platinum certifications um, and they had huge popularity in America, Europe, South Africa, Australia. Their sales though were the biggest in Canada they're absolutely huge in Canada and that's where they had two diamond certified which is 10 times platinum. Albums, Ten times platinum albums. That's crazy. It's crazy. And Breakfast in America is one of those. So in 1983, Hodgson actually left the group and went off to do a solo career. And Davis took over the band's kind of leadership. And from 1988, he toured with the band. Lots of controversy with that. So uh, they were super famous. They've got one song that I nearly played and actually I was talking to Double R, our engineer, for quite a while this afternoon going, I don't know which one to go with. And for me, it was really key which song I did. What was that other song? Uh, uh, Take Me, Take the Long Way Home, it's called. You Mm. will absolutely know it and maybe we'll play it later on in the show because I literally, I sat there going, Double R, I don't know, I don't know which one. Mm. This, the one I'm going to play is is Breakfast in America. This was their biggest, biggest hit. Absolutely huge. Everyone knows it. Um, and it really kind of epitomises them and it's it's shot them to fame. And also their album was called Breakfast in America. So it's the title track from that album. And it's about, when you listen to it, it's about someone going to America for the first time and just going, wow. And it's got a kind of a big band feel. You almost feel like a circus is going to come running out and people are jumping through fire hoops and things. It just has that feel to it. But Take the Long Way Home is really interesting because... Um, the singer, or the person who wrote it, actually the guys that wrote it, are talking about how they're pop stars and how they could stand on stage and everyone loves them and they are the biggest thing. And um, you know, people are kneeling at their feet because they're rock stars. And then he takes the long way home because actually he's just a piece of furniture at home, and his wife just treats him like he's oh, part of the furniture. Yeah. Um, and of course, of course, she does because because he's just Dave to her, and she wants help with the kids even though he's a multi platinum selling mm. artist. Ultimately they're a married couple and the whole song is about getting older um, and when you research all the comments as well, people who are sort of, there was, there was a 26 year old guy who was commenting on hearing Take the Long Way Home for the first time um, and loving it. Actually he had a nostalgic story. He was saying my dad played this to me. We, mm. It was around random my dad put in a cassette in an old car we've got and this song came on and he said it's really nostalgic but actually the older you get, people were saying the more the song was significant." to them mm. when you take the long way round because you don't want to go to wherever it is that you're supposed to be going mm. so that song I really really wanted to play but this one was their biggest hit with the, with the clarinet it's really interesting hearing um, you know these two guys who clearly were best buddies they were best mates when they met Rick Davies and Roger Hodg- Hodgson somewhere along the line um, Roger Hodgson I'm just gonna make sure this is right. He was the one that said, you know what, the height of their fame, early 80s, he went, I just want to be with my family. And he moved the family out to the California mountains mm. and he just wanted to do some spiritual kind of guidance work. I mean, being a rock star is a big thing, and I yeah. think you can you you go in these directions, don't you? And he wanted to, he'd had enough. He's also the one who wrote Take the Long Way Home. Mm. But him and his family went out, he wanted to bring up his young kids, he wanted to see them grow up and not be the rock star. So the other one went off and carried on with with Supertramp. And then a huge row broke out in the early 2000s because um, when when the one who'd gone off to actually be spiritual and bring his kids up um, came back, he said, you weren't supposed to play my songs because some of them are... Ones, uh, mm. you know, they, they split the songs. Um, some wrote some, some wrote the other. You're not um, supposed to leave. And you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, they'd had a gentleman's agreement. When he said he was leaving, the agreement was they shook hands apparently and said, "You have Supertramp." He said, "Look, I'm going to go into the mountains with my family. You mm. have Supertramp. Continue touring. Do yeah. the whole thing. The band is yours. Don't play my songs." Okay. And the guy went, "All right." So they shook on it, and then of course it's called. Breakfast in America Tour, which was written by the guy who was in the mountains with his uh. family. So there was a lot of kind of dispute. They they fell out quite severely. You know, it's it's creative minds, isn't it? All, all that kind of stuff going on. Um, and then they, they got together. Funnily enough, it was um, one of the record big record boss's birthday and so they all rocked up to celebrate this birthday party Mm. Uh, and they were all at the same table it was the first time they'd ever spoken and um and of course all the creative juices are still there and they got on and they got together and they started making demos again they wrote two new songs they did a load of stuff and then it all went wrong again they had a row (laughs) and then they fell out and their record companies couldn't make it right and so they just went you know what whatever wow and the songs are in the abyss so let's talk about breakfast in america that's the story of the band in a ver- in a nutshell i mean there's lots more to talk about but um it's the title tra- track from the album of the same name 1979 this album came out mm. and then continued to be huge for several years um, it became a minor hit on the singles chart. This song in the U.S., but was top ten in the U.K. and then suddenly had a resurgence and just was number one everywhere. Canada think they are heroes. If you go to Canada and say Supertramp, it's like you've you've you know mentioned. I don't know what's what's what else is amazing in Canada ice hockey Justin Bieber Justin Bieber there <laughs> you go it's like you've done that um, so I hope you enjoy it and um, it's really different to what we're playing at the moment it does have a 70s vibe it's really really different and listen to the words of the song because they're all about their story Supertramp Breakfast in America on the Music Rates on Home. No